0: Fellas, fellas, how's everybody doing? How is everybody doing? What's going on? I'm Austin Abbott, Fade Consensus Podcast. Fellas, welcome in. We're talking running backs today. We're we're only talking running backs, fellas. Running back episode, we're talking Dynasty Outlook, we're talking Redraft Outlook, we're just hitting on some big names, some guys I want to talk about, some guys that you shot me DMs on. Recording this Thursday night, fellas, tomorrow is Friday, we made it. Hopefully don't get kicked out of a bar again this weekend, that'd be tight. Uh, Might go to the beach, I don't know man, gonna gonna do a lot, gonna do a lot this weekend. I kind of feel like shit, but it's whatever, getting better. No, this is not a sponsored ad or a paid ad. Go check out origisunglasses.com. Origi.com O-R-I-G-I. I just bought some dank ass new new shades, man. They're fucking dope. They're dope as fuck. Uh they look like, I don't even know what the fuck they look like on my face. They look dude, they, they're sexy. They're like uh they're like two lightning bolts. Yeah. They cover maybe a fourth of my eyes, and they're fresh as fuck. Light purple. Yes, sir. I really hope my girlfriend's not listening to this pod because uh, girls are probably going to be all over me at the bar this weekend. Let's hope I don't get kicked out again. Fellas, we're talking running backs. Let, let's let's get on track. All right. You guys are distracting me. You guys are taking fucking focus. All right, fellas, focus. We're talking running backs. Let's go. Fellas, I want to get this over with. First up is Cam Akers. RIP Cam Akers. I want to talk about his dynasty value really, really fucking fast. All right. Look, fellas, we're being optimistic. The perfect scenario, the best case scenario, Demarius Thomas. Yes, he's a wide receiver. Demarius Thomas, February 10th, 2011, he tore his Achilles, right? And the following six years, listen listen to his stats. He had 94 receptions, 1,400 yards, uh, 92 receptions, 1,400 yards, 111 receptions, 1,600 yards, 105 catches. 1,300 yards, 90 receptions, 1,100 yards, 83 receptions, just under 1,000 yards. Okay, that was primarily with Peyton Manning, and he's also a wide receiver. I get this is different, but what I'm saying is that is proof that you can still succeed after an Achilles tear. Remember, we're being optimistic, okay? As far as running backs go, oh boy, it's it's ugly, man. It is very, very ugly. Historically, Cam Akers will probably never be fantasy-relevant again. Listen to how I worded that. Historically, Cam Akers will probably never be relevant again for fantasy purposes. Could he still be a decent NFL running back? Sure. Could he still have a few decent years? Yeah, he could. Could If there was ever a man to be an outlier, I think I would put my money on Cam Akers. Cam Akers is, is super talented. You guys know this. But I want to talk running backs now. Uh, there's been 11 total achilles tears since 2010 so basically one a year right and two of the 11 returned to play the following season uh six of them six of the 11 never saw an nfl touch again six had 196 plus touch season prior to tear okay so that means that they were used a decent amount that would be very similar to someone like ronald jones or deandre swift in between there right ronald jones had like 210 total touches Swift had like 160. So think of that type of volume, 196 touches. Now, this is the worst part, unfortunately. All 11 running backs that we're talking about over the past 11 years with an Achilles tear, all 11 of them had 85 touches or less the, in, in their comeback season, right? So that's terrible. I mean, that's that's absolutely brutal. This Achilles tear, tear is the epitome of a death sentence for Cam Akers and, and any running back. Um, like I said, man, if there's someone to... To be an outlier, I I put my money on Cam Akers because he's a very good player and great system. But ah, oh, dude, this is this is this is terrible. This is this is the dagger, right? So when Cam Akers comes back, he'll be going into his third season. He would still have two years left on his rookie contract, and you know possibly a fifth year option. That is the reality. Um, I don't know what the what the Rams want to do. You know they have very little draft cap. They're they're pigeonholed right now. They don't have a lot of money. And really quick, I want to talk about these 11 players. So, Marlon Mack has two 1,000 yard rushing seasons. He was one of them, right? And he hasn't come back yet. He's going to come back this year, but he's behind JT. Um, there was Dante Foreman, who was a third round pick. Isaiah Crowell, um, he had two 1,000 yard rushing seasons before this injury, you know, and never did anything after. Oliver Brown, Vic Ballard, um, Beanie Wells. And, uh, dude, like, the other running backs aren't even relevant. They never did anything after. Arian Foster is also on this list. He tore his Achilles, but he was also 30 years old, right? So I'll just give him a pass. He was incredible prior to the injury, and, and after the injury, you know, his career was just completely over. But it's very strange, man, and I understand it affects your, your burst primarily, and that may be, you know— the worst thing ever for running backs because you look at players like Demaryius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Richard Sherman, they t- tore their AC, um, Achilles at age 28, 25, 24, and they've all come back and been super, super productive and successful for fantasy and real NFL purposes. With all that being said, this sucks. It's unfortunate. You feel for Cam, his family. If I own Cam in Dynasty, I am doing one thing, and that is... I am selling him right this very second and I'm going to try and salvage any value I can get. I'm going to do my very best to get a high second. If there's someone crazy enough willing to pay a first, please for the love of god sell Cam Acres for it. Um I don't I don't own Cam. I tried very hard to get Cam. I offered like two firsts, two seconds and change and and I got turned down, but my point is if, you know, if I if the deal went through, I, I right now man, I'm telling you, I would try and be getting a high second or or someone like if you could somehow get Miles Gaskin or Trey Sermon, I, I would happily take either of them. I think, and, and I truly mean this, I would prefer Daryl Henderson in Dynasty, obviously. Um, obviously not talking redraft. In Dynasty, I would rather Daryl Henderson over Cam Akers. I, and I mean that, man. I mean that. And that's fucking crazy to say. I never thought I'd say that uh, July 22nd. But, dude, I I mean it, man. He's He's got the keys to the offense. The the Rams have given them the keys now. You know, he's the only player there. They're uh, only running back there, rather. Malcolm Brown is gone. He's in Miami. I mean, it's wheels fucking up for Daryl Henderson this year, baby. So, all in all, sell cam Maker's high, as high as you can right now, man. Get what you can get. This is very similar to, like, the situation where if you have an underperforming rookie like Jalen Rager or... Uh, Denzel Mims or Henry Ruggs guys like that after their disappointing rookie campaign You sell them and you try and get as much value as you can as you can still get like Paris Campbell He's dead in the water. You can't get fucking you can't get anything for Paris Campbell He's not even worth like a fourth-round pick. He's 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 not you know he, he was the definition of a miss and I'm telling you man guys like Denzel Mims all, all those names. I just named they still have value You can still sell them for a second or maybe even a third if you want to, you know, sit there and try your best and pray to fucking pray to God that those guys hit. I mean, good luck, man. I don't I don't know if they're gonna hit, but guess what? If they if they do, guess what? You got big balls. You look like a, you look like a genius. If they don't, well, you just wasted a first or second round pick. So that's the reality, man. You got to make decisions in dynasty. You got to make decisions all the time. Do your best to get as much value as you can for Cam Akers. I I recommend selling him right now. Get the best, get as much bang for your buck today. Fellas, we're moving on. I want to talk Miles Gaskin. I want to talk about Miles Gaskin's dynasty value, his redraft value, and I just want to talk about the situation, really. Look, y'all, you need to realize one thing, and it's that the Miami Dolphins didn't even give Miles Sanders the fucking keys of the franchise till dumb late. They didn't give him a high snap percentage. They didn't give him that many touches. They didn't give him that much volume. They didn't, fucking, they didn't give Miles Sanders shit. And you know what Miles Sanders still did? He had 41 catches in 10 games. Dude, if he played a full season, if he played a full season, he would have had 65 receptions, which would have been third in the NFL. That's more than Dalvin Cook. That's more than Zeke. That's more than any other running back you probably had rostered. Besides, like, I don't know, who the fuck beat him? Probably J.D. McKissick and Alvin Kamara. If I had a guess, I'd bet you they're top two. No, dude, I just got heated for no reason. Let me look real quick. Yeah, right on the money, dude. Alvin Kamara, 83 receptions. JD McKissick had 81. Uh, no, 80, 80, 80. All right. Miles Gaskin would have had 65. Would have been third, man. Would have been third. Uh, if it's a 17 game season, that would be 70 receptions. 69.7 to be exact. Stupid. Stupid, dude. Put some respect on Miles Gaskin's name, man. Put some respect because I didn't. I'm a fucking trade. I traded Maz Gaskin a week before the draft, man. I I anticipated. I thought like a, ra- a logical, rational human being, and I got fucked, dude. Miami's front office pisses me off, man. They missed They miss JT. They miss Justin Herbert. They miss fucking Najee Harris. And who do they end up with? Tua and sorry, no tip. I don't mean to. Have any to a slander, but like they end up with fucking Miles Gaskin, man. You could have had, oh my god, you could have had JT, you could have had Najee Harris, fellas. The weird thing is, like I'm talking up Miles Gaskin, even though I'm just like shitting on him right now. I like Miles Gaskin; he's actually low key, really good. I'm just worried about Gaskin and Dynasty, I, dude. It's wheels up; it is wheels up for Miles Gaskin in a redraft. Just remember that. And yes, in Dynasty, I would rather Miles Gaskin over Cam Akers. I cannot believe I'm saying that, but I truly mean that. Miles Gaskin's current ADP is RB22. Miles Gaskin was on pace to finish third in the league in receptions. He's an okay rusher. By no means is he a good rusher. You know, he's not Josh Jacobs. He's not Chris Carson. He's not Derek Henry, Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley type of rusher. He's not that. He'll probably never be that. He never had the draft cap. His size is eh, but fellas, the Dolphins did not pursue a big-name running back in free agency, and they did not spend a big pick on one in the draft. Just keep that in mind. That tells you that Miami likes this kid, and they want to continue to roll with him. Now, they did add Malcolm Brown, and that's annoying as fuck, because Malcolm Brown was a vulture last year. He took so much volume away from Cam Akers, and it pissed me off. It. I, I don't even want to talk about it that much. Like, like it just... Forget him, man. He he's not like that relevant. But look, all in all, Miles Gaskin was an elite receiving back. He was he was fine. He was acceptable at running, and he also Miles Gaskin had seven games over 14 plus fantasy points. Right, that's half the year basically, where he had. Games that were more than serviceable. If he had fallen in the end zone in, in some of those games, man, they were, they'd were they be 20-plus point games, okay? So, Miles Gaskin, underrated, and he's probably a pretty darn good value at RB22. I, I could see him finishing his, like, RB16, RB18 range, and, and I wouldn't even be surprised at all. All right, fellas, I want to give some love to Antonio Gibson right now. Antonio Gibson was RB13 as a rookie. So, Gibson was many things this year. One of them was efficient. He was crazy efficient. 4.7 yards per carry. He only had 170 rushing attempts and 36 receptions. So, he had 206 total touches. That's not good volume. That is not good volume, okay? And he still was running back 13 as a rookie. He played in 14 games. He also had just over 200 fantasy points, right? And, and one thing that bothered me about Gibson, one thing, is he scored 11 touchdowns on the ground, right? And I don't know if he'll necessarily be able to do that again. I think he, you know, in 17 games, um, he, it, it was, so he'd scored 11 touchdowns in 14 games, right? That, that is probably going to take, you know, a little, a little bit of a dip, a little bit of a dip. But I do want to see more passing work, right? That's where he's going to make it up. He'll probably regress slightly in touchdowns, but the passing work. This is what I want to talk about. He had 36 receptions, which is the exact same number that Jonathan Taylor and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had as a rookie. J.D. motherfucking McKissick had 109 targets, 80 receptions. Okay, you know how much 109, 110 targets, whatever he had? You know know how much that is, man? Oh, it was 110. You know who had 109? This is what I was going to say. Mike Evans had one less target than J.D. McKissick. That is annoying as fuck. Dude. Get J.D. McKissick off this roster Because while he's still there right? J.D. McKissick is at the point where he is Whether we like it or not We have to admit that he has carved out a role A unique role on this Washington football team He's not going anywhere, fellas J.D. McKissick is so annoying That, that is what J.D. McKissick is He's annoying, right? He, again, is not even close To Antonio Gibson's talent His size, you name it I mean, Gibson's literally 25 pounds heavier and four inches taller. How I look at the situation is these are the only two relevant running backs on the roster. Right? You have Bryce Love, who's completely worthless, and then you also have Peyton Barber. Forget, forget them, right? They're, they're worthless. They're not going to do anything. They're not even going to vulture touches. J.D. McKissick caps the upside for Antonio Gibson, right? He limits him. He has a safe floor still. Of course, Antonio Gibson has a very safe floor but his ceiling, on the other hand, is capped. He cannot be the RB1 overall. I don't think there's any any way he can be a top five running back unless there's an injury with, Antonio, uh, with J.D. McKissick. The, the receptions, the targets, the volume, it, it, dude, it, it's too much. It is too much. Unless Antonio Gibson is so outrageously efficient, if he continues like a 5.0 yard per carry and had... 15 touchdowns on the ground and a few through the air. Like like, I'm sorry, but Antonio Gibson cannot be a top five running back this year. Top ten, he. I don't even know, man. Like like, yes, there's the possibility that he could, but if if J D McKissick is still gonna get like 80 plus targets, dude, I, I don't I don't even like Antonio Gibson at his ADP, and and I love I love Gibson. It's just when I draft running backs, I want them to be true workhorse. I want that Dalvin Cook type of volume. I want that Derrick Henry type of volume. I want Ezekiel Elliott. I want just 65 70% snap percentage or higher. That's what I want every single game. I'm talking about the RB1 right now in this rookie class. I'm moving over to Najee Harris. Fellas, Najee fucking Harris. Who the fuck looks at their baby and says Najee? What? All right. Six foot two, two hundred thirty pounds, twenty three years old. Najee Harris is a grown ass man. Only two running backs ran for seventy five plus first downs last year. Najee Harris at Alabama, he had eighty one, and Brees Hall, Iowa State, he had seventy nine. Shout out Brees Hall. We'll talk about him more as we get closer to next year, man. Uh, I'm not big on like I don't like talking college football a whole lot right now. It's just like we're really close to the NFL season, like really, really close. And that's what we should be talking about. That's what we should be focusing on. Really simple, though. Najee Harris was the first running back off the board in this year's rookie draft. Najee Harris was the best running back out of this draft class. Najee Harris will receive a normal RB1 workload, and Najee Harris will be an RB1. It's pretty simple. If you want to disagree with that, there's a door right there. You can get the fuck out because Najee Harris... It's wheels up. Najee Harris cannot be stopped, dude. You want to talk film? Najee Harris is—and I'm, like, no film shark by any means, but please, go go do yourself a favor. Watch some highlights of Najee Harris at Alabama, and, like, that man cannot be stopped. I cannot stress it enough. He looks so good in that black and gold for Pittsburgh. His work ethic, his measurables, his college resume, his draft cap— Everything, dude. There's nothing I don't like about Najee Harris. There's nothing. Only, th- I mean, the fact that he's already 47 years old, that kind of bothers me that he's like three years older than fucking Cam Akers. But besides that, dude, again, it's plain and simple. Pittsburgh drafted this kid to be the bell cow. You look at his competition. It's Anthony McFarlane, Kalen Bellage Jalen Samuels. It's fucking dog shit. There's nobody relevant. There's no one relevant on this roster. And what's going to happen in one or two years when Big Ben retires, right? They're only going to rely on Najee Harris even more. His crazy workload that he's going to receive is only going to increase. Just just know that. Like, Najee Harris, if we're talking Dynasty startup, and I'm starting one up this upcoming year, I, dude, you're sitting there, you're looking at Najee Harris, and you're looking at guys like Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey. Like, I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm not saying I take Najee over those guys, but like, they, those those dudes don't have a lot of top tier seasons left in them. Najee is ready to go, right? And I would probably still take Dalvin or CMC, of course. But I'm saying is, I would probably try and flip them, you know, throughout the year or a year later. I don't even know if you're going to be able to do that, man. When people see Najee's a monster from day one, I mean, you look at you, you. look at uh fucking Saquon Barkley, dude. Nobody would move him just after a few games. Nobody will still. I mean, now I guess you can get Saquon. What I'm saying is, when these ru- rookie running backs take off, they are gold, and they are impossible to pry fr- to pry away from the other GM's hands. They are impossible to get. You can't get Javante Williams from someone right now. You can't get Najee Harris. Look at last year. You couldn't get Jonathan Taylor from someone. You couldn't get DeAndre Swift. I don't know how the fuck I got DeAndre Swift. You. It, my point is, it is it is next to impossible to get these young rookie running backs. A- Antonio Gibson. All these guys, and rightfully so, though. Like running backs are king. Running backs are king. Running backs are fucking king. Running backs are everything that you need in dynasty. Let's give some. Uh, let's give some love to Miles Sanders, man. We don't talk about Miles Sanders a lot. We kind of shit on him on the pod too. Miles Sanders is a guy that he's. He. This is the year he has to step up. This is the final year where, where consensus, the majority of fantasy players are still in on Miles Sanders. If he disappoints this year, it's it's goodbye forever. Nobody will ever care about Miles Sanders again. This, this is the final year, and guess what? Here's the good news. He can still get it done. He just has to have a good-ass season. Look, Todd Gurley had more rushing attempts last year than Miles Sanders. Here's my point. Miles Sanders needs the volume, and, and like he hasn't been given it. So I'm not completely ripping on Miles Sanders. I'm just saying, man, Philly, you, you got to give this kid the volume if you want him to be a top running back. I primarily blame uh, blame the Philadelphia Eagles. you drafted this kid in the second round for a reason. Why aren't you using him? I mean like I know that you guys are really dysfunctional Philadelphia that is right the, the Eagles are so poorly run. they are so poorly run but for the love of God dude use Miles Sanders. I just I hate what Philly's done this off season, man I, I hate it they've they added Carrion Johnson they have they, they have like Elijah Holyfield they have Boston Scott. Jordan Howard, and then they, they added uh, Kenneth Gainwell. That was the name I could not think of. Kenneth Gainwell, they also added. Like, wh- why are you adding Kenneth Gainwell, who's arguably the best pass-catching running back out of this draft class, and adding Carryon Johnson when you have Miles Sanders? Like, this leads me to believe that he's not going to get the volume. He's not going to get the touches or, or targets that, that you want him to get in order for him to become an RB1 in fantasy. And you know his college production is fine. He's talented. He's a good player. He's not exceptional. I, I never thought he was a great runner, but yeah, I don't know, man. I just I'm discouraged with what Philly's doing with him cuz he's talented. He's 24 5 11, 2 11. Great size, very good size. As a rookie, he caught 50 balls. That that's such of that's such a good number. And it's it's really surprising to me that he was running back 14 as a rookie cuz it just doesn't feel like it, you know. And he had 220 fantasy points. Uh, For context, that's 20 more fantasy points than the RB13 this year, who was Antonio Gibson, okay? So Miles Sanders, he had, a, he had a really solid rookie season, but it's due to the targets and receptions. He had 63 targets. His sophomore year, this past year that just happened, he had only 28 receptions, right? And sure, he played four less games. But hey, here's something really interesting to think about. He missed four games. If he had played all of those four games... And he had a terrible. Let's say he scored eight points each of those games. He would have been an RB one. He would have finished as RB twelve. Hey, let's bump this number up though. Instead of seven or eight points, let's give him fifteen points per game. Okay, that's that's very very normal, right? So if he scored fifteen points in those four games that he missed, right, that would be that would be sixty additional points. Tack that onto his one seventy two. That would put him at right around two hundred and thirty two, two hundred thirty three fantasy points, right? That number, two hundred thirty three fantasy points would have been right next to Josh Jacobs, right? He could have been RB8 had he played four more games and scored 15 points. So that's very interesting to think about. All in all, what I'm worried about with Miles Sanders is that he will not get the volume. And and I say that because of the additions of Kenny Gainwell and on Johnson. My conclusion is Miles Sanders is very good at pass catching. He's a talented player, great size, good draft cap. I don't even hate the landing spot. It's just... He's not a phenomenal runner. That That's maybe the only thing I have against him. And the other thing that I have against him, this is the biggie, is is Philly just had two terrible additions, in my opinion, bringing in Carrion and Gainwell, right? The volume will not be there because of them. And that is probably one of the reasons I will not be drafting Miles Sanders. He's, If you're able to get him in the fourth round, absolutely, take him all day. Round three, I'm hesitant, man. And it's just because of Philly's front office because they will not give him the volume. If he is given the volume, he could literally be a top 12 running back and I would not be surprised. I'm not gonna lie, dude. After digging, you know, I, I, I always dig into players, but like digging into Miles Sanders surprised me more than I thought. I didn't realize he had 50 receptions as a rookie. I didn't realize if he only had 15 points in his final four games, he would have been like RB7, RB8. That's fucking crazy. Fellas, we're like 23, 24 minutes in right now. I'm probably going to wrap it up. I don't like ranting for a while anymore, man. You guys don't want to hear me rant for 40, 50 minutes. I I told y'all, you don't want to hear me rant that long. I don't even want to listen to myself for 20 minutes. You guys probably don't want to listen to me for 20 minutes. Fellas, we're going to get out of here. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys are having a good-ass Friday (sighs) fucking do something stupid this weekend. Do me a favor. Do something stupid this weekend. Go get hammered. Shoot me a DM, fellas. Let me know what you want to talk about. No, 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 I'm the one talking. What the fuck am I saying? Let me know what you guys want to hear about. I'm Austin Abbott. This is Fade Consensus Podcast. This podcast high key sucks, but I'm having fun, man. I like talking football. I like talking to you guys. We're getting real close to the season. Fellas, I'll see y'all. Peace. Wait, man. Wait, 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 wait. Last thing. I love America, man. I haven't said that in a while. I fucking love America, man. Shout out to America. Fellas, peace.